Good morning, and welcome back to Word Here and There Inspirational Plus. I am Carolyn, your podcast host. No surprises. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Psalms 139, verses 15 and 16. Nothing surprises God. He knew all about you before you made your appearance on this earth. In fact, he planned your debut. He decided what color eyes you would have, how tall you would grow. He had a hand in the choices you made to become who you are. While you toddled around the house at two years old, he looked into the future and saw the plans he had already laid out for you. Nothing surprises him. He knows the beginning from the end. So don't forget to talk to him about the big choices you have to make. In fact, consult him about every single choice. He cares. Our story today is called From Sura Who Claimed Her Need to Be Touched. The sweltering air was still cooler than that of the barren landscape, where a heat haze shimmered beyond the bus windows. I was wedged tightly between two country folk, returning home from the south the city market. Women in burakas as heavy black overcoats attempted to deal with the lively children who in turn teased the hens and goats on the board. The animals and birds had their legs tethered and were upset and noisy, creating bedlam. The men, all in traditional Arabic dress, by and large ignored the disorder except to give an occasional sharp reprimand. Mostly they chatted among themselves and smoked. The fumes of hash were pungent, and I felt heady as I eyed flies circling dazed around my face or settled on me to suck up my sweat. Two old men at the back drew on a bubbling hookah, cocooned in their own contentment. Baskets of ripe fruit, vegetables, and market purchases were squeezed in among the mass of passengers and served to stabilize the chaotic cargo as we were jolted along. I was bewitched by the exotic scene, engrossed by my fellow travelers. From where I stood, I could see that the hood of the bus was tied together with frayed string, reinforced with lengths of wire, and I wondered a little anxiously what would happen if we did not make it or our destination safely. I did not even know the language to negotiate my way back to the city. My friends knew I had planned the trip and would know where to search, but much could happen to a Canadian woman traveling alone in the Middle East in 1974. It was in this fashion that I journeyed to the hospital where Sura came into my life. The sun-battered building was on the edge of the desert, and the first thing I noticed when I entered was the offensive smell. It was inescapable and in immediately saturated my entire body, hair, and clothes. I found myself breathing shallowly in defense. I asked one of the staff who understand English for a drink of water and was told that I may have one glass, but there were very little and I must make it last. When I became more familiar with the living conditions on the wards, I saw the patients nurse their glass for hours, restricting themselves to small sips from time to time. I was moved when my offered to share theirs with me, even though they had never met me before, 
and I clearly a foreigner. My throat soon became parched, and my longing for a drink made me appreciate the lakes of my homeland in a way I had never given thought to before. Personal hygiene, too, was extraordinarily challenging. Because of the scarcity of water, toilets often filled up and the contents overflowed to the surrounding floors and hallways. This unsanitary environment was difficult to keep under control and undetermined morale. As I could not speak Arabic, the only way I could communicate with the patients was by gestures and touch. Often, though, this was actually a benefit. Many of the patients were refugees who had lost their homes, belongings, and most of their clothes in the political disturbance that beset their country. Worse, a number were also survivors who had seen family members killed. My human presence wasn't essential, my words much less relevant. I made my way from bed to bed, caressing hands, stroking hair, putting as much as I could munster into a smile, and offering a dab of cologne to refresh favorite skin. When I came to babies, I gazed into their eyes and tickled tummies to force a response, knowing that the lack of stimulation might result in a loss of normal growth or even lead to death. When I reached Siri's bedside, I was exhausted from the long hours and confused by the repeated exposure to traumatized lives. I found her lying flat on her back under a thin sheet, her breath barely raising its worn fabric. She had no pillow, and her hair was matted and neglected, slick with sweat. She was moaning weakly. She had been wounded in the face by an exploded shell. Dressings were in short supply, and her infected sores had been left open to the air in the hope that they would crust over and dry out. The area where they oozed pus were a seething mass of black flies and other insects, some sucking on the deteriorated flesh, others hoovering to take their turn. She tried from time to time to brush them off, but had not the strength to raise her hands effectively. I attempted to shoo them away, but they simply slipped aside on the current of air my efforts created and soon returned to our wounds. I felt frustrated and powerless. She first became aware of my presence when she felt the cool breeze as I waved away the flies. She opened her eyes, curious to see what was happening. Her lips were too cracked to smile easily, but her expression quickened as if she knew me. She murmured something I could not catch, although I, I thought I heard the word Allah. Most of the patients were devout Muslims who constantly expressed praise in Allah's name. I bent closer, wondering how I could best help her, and as I did so, she made a supreme effort to reach my face, pulled my head down, and kissed me full on the lips. Her action soon took me by surprise that I failed to react against it and thereby remaining open to feeling fully the authenticity of her need. Normally, I am sure that I would have gagged at the feel of the infected against my mouth, but instead I was awed. Her need for human touch was so great that I understood, not just intellectually, but with my entire body, the immensity of her risk and the trust she'd placed in me, a compassion and gratitude that seemed much greater than my capacity to feel took hold of me. I was aware of myself and of Sura, not so much as individuals, but as beings caught up in a wider human feel that is usually outside most people's consciousness. Tears brim between us, but not of sorrow. 
We both understood, though the human and deeply spiritual quality of the encounter, a bond that made the difference between us irrelevant. Although there was no need for words at the time, I would like to say now, thank you, Sarah. Your trust of me transformed my life has remained one of my most precious gifts. I know for certain that in some way you can hear me. This is Carolyn with the word here and there, Inspirational Plus. Take care.